Welcome to day 184 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with David Keefe and Cindy mm-hmm. Kemp. Uh, we continue to read through the letters you know, that Paul has written uh, to churches. We come to a really unique one. This falls in the category of the prison epistles. This is one of the letters that uh, Paul is writing you know, while he's imprisoned in Rome. Uh, so you have Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and Philemon fall in that category. Probably first, second Timothy and Titus, although they may have been written a little bit later than this. This is a unique letter. Um, it is one of the most uh, radical letters in the New Testament. You've already seen whenever Paul addresses the issue of slavery, he doesn't you know, take on slavery head on. Instead of taking it on head on, he, he transforms the deeper principles of slavery. He talks about masters' responsibility to love their slaves and treat their slaves as, as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, he talks about you know slaves as looking beyond servitude uh, to the grace that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ in the middle of these difficult circumstances. Here you have you know the heart of how Paul you know deals with slavery on an individual basis. I guess probably about one in four people in the Roman Empire would have been a, a slave, mm-hmm. and so Paul doesn't take on the whole institution which would have uh, thrown the whole empire in chaos. He, he takes on what it means to be salt and what it means to be light or what it means to be transformative in these very difficult circumstances. And um, the letter of Fleeman is about a runaway slave who's probably stolen some of his master's goods in, in Roman Empire. Anybody who caught him, anywhere they caught him, he would immediately be executed you know, for that offense. Uh, Paul, however, leads him to Christ and sends him back mm. into a very difficult place to repair things you know, with, with his, his master because of the grace that he's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul brings them together uh, in a wonderful way. So as we read the book of Philemon, we are reading one of the most radical first century letters we could possibly read because it turns the whole culture upside down. It's asking a offended slave owner to receive his slave back, not as you know, a, a, a slave, but as a, a member of the family, mm-hmm. a brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. So before we read, let's uh, you know, ask the Lord to meet us in our reading and to transform our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So David, mm-hmm. you mind leading us in prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we love um, the beautiful gospel picture that we see here in Philemon. Thank you so much for Paul's braveness to address a situation with the heart of the gospel and and to take Christ into the everyday and the practical. And so, Father, as we now turn to your word, may you encourage us, convict us, and equip us um, with what we need to be your people in this time, in this place, for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Paul. Uh, prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all of his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. Pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. 
Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold in order to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I do not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one more thing. Perhaps prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Paphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Nice letter, one of the shorter letters in the, in the New Testament, I guess if you're thinking of a whole book to memorize maybe this would be the one <laughs> good place to start probably third john or something like that also <laughs> that's true uh, but deeply rich in the way it's it's constructed i mm-hmm. uh, love you know um, i love his opening you know his opening prayer i always yeah. thank my god as i remember you in my prayers because i hear about your love for all of his holy people and your faith in the lord jesus i pray that your partnership our fellowship, koinonia, mm-hmm. very important word, with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. And, of course, that whole idea of mm-hmm. as we actively share together in the faith that God has commonly given us, we understand even more deeply and even more vitally every good thing we have in Christ. It's not something... You, you do while you're sitting and, you know, reading theology books. It's only something you can do is you're actively involved in the faith with other mm-hmm. people in community. And, of course, this is a big test. Mm-hmm. How do you receive back someone who has deeply offended you mm-hmm. and has violated your rights, you know, as a Roman citizen and who is deserving of the highest punishment, you know, according, you know, to Roman law? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, obviously – extremely radical as we've mentioned what is going on here and i love paul's prayer as well because i think we've seen just over our time with paul over the last few months that he's not just like writing this prayer to kind of butter him up and try to get in his good graces i mean i think this is paul sincerely delighting in their partnership for the sake of the gospel and then inviting him not to just be a student of the gospel or to understand the gospel you know intellectually or to be able to talk about it but to actually let's now live this out this mm-hmm. partnership we have 
in front of yeah. a, a, a local church, right? Mm, yeah. And so what a cool thing. Well, he does yeah. bring this accountability, and I, I, I actually think he may be buttering him up you think a, little a little bit? I just don't like to think of Paul I, like I that, think, but maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's he's saying, here are good things that you've done. Yeah. Uh, you've refreshed the Lord's people. You've been gracious in extending love to everyone. Here is a situation where you, you do may yeah. not want to do that. And I want to remind you how hey, you've done that for everyone else before I ask you to do it mm-hmm. in this really difficult case, mm-hmm. you know, with, with someone who has offended you, you know, in, in a deep way. So he's just kind of setting him up a little bit. He's saying, you know, you're always good at this. Yeah. Okay. Here's the big here's ask. Here's the one you might not want to do it. Here's mm-hmm. the big ask. And yet I feel like because of the way he's kind of used those uh, verses four through seven and seven seeming like he's talking specifically to Philemon. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. So he sounds like he is a maturing man or a mature man, possibly, because of the way he has kind of served selflessly. So now's the the big ask or the big challenge. And, and of course, uh, Paul is using that because you you always need to look at the clues in Paul's prayers because they're going to be the heart of his theology through that. Mm -hmm. He's going to later ask him, now refresh me. And the way you refresh me is by... Uh, receiving back, you know, Onesimus, mm-hmm. uh, as you would me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty wild. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> and obviously, love scene, you know, where he is talking about how Onesimus has become a a son to him, and yeah. mm-hmm. and now it's no longer this master slave dynamic, mm-hmm. but it's this dynamic of, as Paul said, that he's now family. He's he's our brother. In Christ, and even when Paul, you know, wrote to the church in Colossae, you know, he he alluded to this, and you know, Colossians three, you know, verses kind of nine through eleven, he says, you know, take off your old self with its practices, and you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is therefore no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all, and and is in all. And so, just love seeing that invitation that he's already written right. now to be uh, mm-hmm. put on display. So good. Uh, verse 15, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, the reason he was separated you from you for a little while was that uh, you might have him back forever. Uh, of course, he started back in verse 11. Formerly, he was useless to you. So Onesimus may have had a reputation as, yeah. as really being a useless slave. Maybe you know, maybe not. But formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and me. And he describes you know that in detail in verse you know fifteen. Paul said, "I'd love to keep him here with me because he is serving out of a, a transformed heart, and he's serving mm-hmm. me deeply and yeah. doing." You know, for me, things that you would want to do for me, you know, Philemon, if you were here with me. But in verse 15, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, You need to look beyond the temporary circumstances of master and slave and know Mm -hmm. that the two of you will be standing before the throne of Christ Mm -hmm. forever together. And how you respond in this moment, you know, will, uh, will have an impact. You know, not just in this moment, but we'll have an impact for all of eternity. And looking around us, you know, at the people that we get in these little squabbles with or big squabbles with and knowing that we will be before the throne of God with them forever and be measured by how we, you know, have treated them in this moment is is huge. Mm -hmm. So he not only says forever, he says no longer as a slave, but better than a slave as not just a brother, but a Agapitas, a beloved, a beloved brother or a dear brother. 
He is uh, very dear to me, uh, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as brother in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so there is a true way we measure people. People are created in God's image, and we have kinship there because of our creative purpose. And people are redeemed in the name of Christ, and we have an even deeper kinship there because of the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. And, and so Paul is saying this is the theological foundation for how a master and a slave ought to relate to each other. Mm. They will eventually obliterate every other distinction. And mm. in, in that same vein, um, obliterating the distinction in 17 when he says, so if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. There again, it seems like Paul has just, you know, again, leveled that ground. You know, if, if you would welcome me, you know, this is this brother is the same as me. So he's a member of the body of Christ. So. Mm-hmm. But you'll remember, you know, early on, uh, you said, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every yeah. good thing we share together for Christ. If you consider me, the same word, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a partner, a uh, uh, someone who holds this common faith, koinonia, or the mm-hmm. word for fellowship. If you consider me a dear part of your fellowship, also consider him a dear part of your fellowship. Uh, so he's bringing in this deep connection we have to each other, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Christ. And I love as well, verse 18, you know, if he has done any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me, <laughs> which is beautiful yeah. Christ picture there. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the offense is, whatever the sin might be, mm-hmm. I'll take that. Um, don't put it on him. And so love getting to see that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that is the picture of the gospel. That's uh, all of our wrongdoings have been taken on to Christ Jesus' account, and they have been forgiven at a remarkable price mm-hmm. in him. Yes. So nice, nice little letter, interesting letter, one of the most unique ones in the in, in the New a little Testament. Bit of a cliffhanger, I guess, at the end. You know, don't exactly yeah, we, know. We have what no happened. idea. You know mm-hmm. how how people responded. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're hoping that uh, everything turned out for the very best. Yeah. But life is seldom that neat, is it? Mm-hmm. We seldom work our way through ragged circumstances. You know, with with the kind of perfection we would we would hope and long for. But as uh, broken people in the Lord, we continue to look uh, to him for grace and look to each other in grace. Mm-hmm. Sandy, do you mind closing us with no, a word of prayer? I don't mind. Father, thank you for um, this book. Thank you for these, these verses. Thank you for the call to, um, to challenge as we love one another. May we love one another well because of the incredible grace and mercy and love that we've received from you through Christ. So Father, we just pray that we would certainly walk in obedience and that we would certainly uh, bring those in, Father, and that there is no um, no difference. We're all one. You see us as that, Lord, and, and may we be a healthy, unified body of Christ. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.